Welcome to episode 25 of Hug Your People. This is it's been a really crazy good week on a lot of fronts, and, and mostly because we've um, we've met some really remarkable people and had our lives impacted in a really great way. Um, that's really touched Baxley and made his day to day a lot easier. So we're going to talk about the Rock Solid Foundation quite a bit today. Um, we're going to talk about our community local support, and then I want to take a little credit. And I know that's probably not a popular thing, but I'm going to take a little credit at the end of this podcast because uh, because I need to. So 25 episodes, I can't believe it. Welcome to episode 25 of Hug Your People. Okay, let's jump right in with one of my new favorite organizations, the Rock Solid Foundation. I was not completely aware of, of them or what they did um, until most recently. And if you follow me on social media, you know what happened last Friday at, at my house. Um, and so I'll give you a little rundown of Rock Solid Foundation. We were fortunate enough to have Eric Newman, who founded Rock Solid Foundation, um, come help us with um, building a playground for my son. And that's, in fact, what, what they do. And so um, we were first introduced to Rock Solid Foundation, and it kind of was at the, I think it was the first day of clinic, meaning the first time that we were living at home but had to go back to the hospital for chemo. And we got there, um, it, it's it's called a, called a ready bag. Um, basically what it is, if you are a cancer parent, you have to be on ready at all times, meaning you have to have a bag by the door so that if you have to go to the hospital, you just grab that bag and go. Um, now that sounds great in theory, <laughs> so you parents know what I'm talking about. Um, but one of the things that Rock Solid Foundation did is they put together a ready bag that had a bunch of stuff for the kids, a bunch of tips for the parents. It was a bag, like an airport bag on wheels, so you could just keep it loaded with your toiletries and change of clothes and things like that. And that was our first introduction to Rock Solid Foundation, but we didn't really look deeper into it at the time because we were um, very much in the process of learning about cancer and learning about treatment and things like that. So fast forward uh, a few months and we... Um, got a call from Barbara Carroll at Atlantic Bay Mortgage. I think she actually emailed us. <clears throat> she said, have you heard of this organization? And I think we were like, no, we hadn't heard of it. But then we were like, oh, yeah, but we have. And um, she said, well, I've been in contact with them, and they would be interested in building Baxley a playground. And we were just blown away. We were like, wow, wow, that's just um, that's amazing. Because we had talked about it for a long time, Um and then it kind of went away because we have a play, we have a community center in our neighborhood and it has a playground that's a really nice one. And so just driving, you know, it's less than a mile away. And so driving down there is not a problem until you get cancer and you have to be concerned with germs. And, um, you know, there, there's, we have pets so that, you know, the pets leave messes where they go. And so um, things that we were thinking about they weren't part of our life before so we had talked about putting one in and then just we were in florida all summer and then the finances and everything that goes into it so when barbara called us it really was like oh my gosh this is amazing um this this organization does this like they, <laughs> they do it and so we went through the paces we had a video i think we had a video call with um, eric and he just gave us the rundown and we had picked a date and um rock solid foundation handled every aspect of it um partnering with Atlantic Bay Mortgage and Lowe's and Lowe's delivered the playground, uh, all the supplies that were needed, everything down to shovels. And um, they had tables and chairs rented uh, for the volunteers. We were going to serve a pizza lunch. They had a, a porta potty delivered because it had to pass inspection code with the 
um, you know, to operate at that level. There are certain codes you have to abide by, and that was one of them. They got approval from our homeowners association. They um, just handled everything start to finish, and so it was the day of the day of the build out when they were Eric, Eric and his team were coming, and we had gotten about thirty volunteers to commit, and some of it was colleagues and family and friends, and some of it were perfect strangers, people we didn't didn't know that just heard about it or that were friends of Atlantic Bay Mortgage or the Rock Solid Foundation or Lowe's and. Um, the sheriff's department came out, you know, so we had some police officers here and um, like four or five news crews. And it was just really amazing as the story got out. And so um, I'll talk more about that in the last part of this. But um, it was I was sitting having coffee. It was about 6.15 in the morning, still dark outside. Um, and I can see my backyard from my chair that I sit in and, and listen to podcasts in the morning. I was having coffee and I saw some flashlights in the backyard. And it didn't alarm me on this day because they had come the day before and kind of staged everything, meaning they, they had set up the tables and chairs. And so I was expecting people to be in my backyard that day. Well, it didn't, didn't scare me. But um, so I was, I was still, you know, kind of waking up and I'd had a couple sips of coffee. And so I just walked out and the first person I met was Eric. And um, Eric was at our house at 6.15 in the morning going through our backyard with his the light on his cell phone making sure that the playground was staged so that they could be highly efficient when they built it. Um, at the time, I didn't know who Eric was or that he had started Rock Solid Foundation and I certainly didn't know that he was a cancer survivor, that he had, um, he had cancer in his liver when he was a child, when he was three years old, I believe. So I didn't know that, and he was just the nice guy, and I think Brian was with him um, that early in the morning, um, and just nice guys, and they, they assured me that I needed to do nothing, um, that I needed to enjoy time with my son and, and have fun with Max, and that was, that was just, it was amazing, because the first inclination is let me help, you know, and that was, that's, that's a lot of how I was raised, but it's also just, you know, human nature. So... They orchestrated the, the build-out of the playground, but they also orchestrated a morning away for my family and some of my son's friends. So a limousine picked us up at about 8 o'clock. Um, Baxley and five or six of his friends and a couple, and of course their parents, um, had a stretch limousine pick us up in front of our house. They, Eric and his team and all the volunteers and the police officers, you know, cheered us on and saw us off and we jumped in the limo and Baxley got to pick what he wanted to do. So we took the limousine to Chick-fil-A, of course. <laughs> so if you follow our story, you know my son's affinity for Chick-fil-A. Um, and so we took the limousine to Chick-fil-A and we got out and we went inside and um, Rock Solid Foundation also gave us a gift card so that everything was paid for. It's just amazing. And so we took everybody into Chick-fil-A and with the gift card, we were able to buy everybody breakfast um, and play on the playground there for a little while. Then we got back in the limo and went to a place called Windmill Playground here in, in South Carolina. And it's basically an indoor giant ball pit, slides, trampolines, video games. It's just a kid's uh, haven. It really is. And we actually had my son's birthday there. So the limousine took us there and they got to play a little bit. And um, around 11.30 a.m., we got a text that said, anytime you guys want to come back, we're ready. And it was just amazing that, you know, over the course of, you know, three, three and a half hours, my backyard went from um, 
not having a playground or anything that was really inviting for a, a kid um, to being a place that actually wakes up and wants to go outside and uh, wants to exercise and wants to move his legs and you know how important that is. So it really was just just amazing. We came back to, to back to the house and had the big reveal and Baxter was super shy. He doesn't like um, large crowds. So there's a lot of people here, so he, he wasn't really feeling it. And it was funny because as soon as the last person left, he jumped on the swing and stayed on the swing for about an hour. And it was just uh, just amazing, just amazing. But um, So that was my introduction to Rock Solid Foundation and, and Eric Newman. And over the course of that day, what I learned is that Eric had survived cancer, and he was 31 years in remission. Um, that the doctors had told him that he wouldn't be able to have, uh, have kids or that the chances were low. And he's now married with two beautiful kids and they're, everybody's healthy. And um, he is living from where I sit as normal a life as, as, as possible um, based on those standards. And he also took this experience he had when he was a child of beating cancer. And um, he said he had worked in construction for a long time, then kind of took a break and moved to Costa Rica and kind of was just figuring it out. And then I think he was probably searching for a little deeper meaning and then created the Rock Solid Foundation and to date has built over 600 playgrounds for families who are battling cancer. That's just amazing. And he, he said he does about 100 a year. And that's just remarkable. It's, it's just amazing that he's able to orchestrate everything that he does, use his passion, use his story, um, and impact so many people and so many lives. And it was just a highly emotional day for us. But um, much love to Eric and the Rock Solid Foundation and Brian and every, their wives were able to come and um, the work they do and the, the give backs that they have. It really is something special. And once we get to a place of, um, of settling, I, I can just feel like us being involved somehow with Rock Solid Foundation. I don't know how, I don't know what that looks like, but they're just, that's the caliber of organization they are. They're just the type of people that just show up and care. And Eric didn't have to be here at 6.15 in the morning in South Carolina on a 95 degree day with 100% humidity building a playground in the sun, um, but he and his wife both were here. And when you look at the character of people like that, those are people you want to be around. Those are people that are positively impacting the world. Those are people that will make great big change. And um, I don't know how, but we're going to be a part of it. I don't know how. We're going we're gonna to help them help other people, and we're going to help other people. And It was just a, a really great day, and, and we, we just saw so many friends. So if you were able to come, we just thank you so much. And I wish I could post just pictures of Baxley swinging on the playground and going down the slide because he just loves it. I think community has become um, just, a, it's a word. It's actually a core value in my business that I want to build a, a supportive community for entrepreneurs um, who operate at a high level. And that's been a part of my business for a long time. It's been a part of my brand for a long time. And then you look at how the community really supports uh, us. And I, I've got to give a shout out to the Coastal Carolina women's soccer team um, this week because on Thursday night, we came out of chemo on Thursday in Charleston and drove right back to a, a soccer game uh, with the Coastal Carolina women's team, and they made Baxley an honorary captain uh, for that game. And the ladies just really 
showed him some love and respect and were high-fiving and um, gave him a game ball. And it was just uh, Coach Paul, we met him, and um, actually uh, Coach and some of, the, some of the ladies came out to help us build the playground, so that was special too to see them the next day. But um, at the game, it was the players and coaches were just super supportive. Um, and Baxter was a little overwhelmed. He loves soccer. It's, it's probably his favorite sport. Um, and to watch the game and, and to be there, and, and not only that, but they won. Um, so that was a bonus. <laughs> it, was, it was really excellent. And my sister-in-law, Laura, played at Coastal for the women's team, um, and she graduated. And so she's got a strong tie to the women's team and still does. And it, um, it was just super special to, to have our family there and to, have, to meet new friends and to have these, um, these ladies who are um, Division I athletes are competing um, to take a pause and recognize um, childhood cancer and to honor my son and his fight and to cheer him on and to cheer him up. And uh, it really is that kind of community, I think, that really builds it builds a boy's character. Um, because how people show up when you're going through the hardest thing you've ever been through will shape how you show up later on and that's one of the things we've been very aware of and that's it would have been really easy for us to come out of chemo on Thursday and not go to the game and I think everyone there would have understood I don't think it would have been a problem we wanted to make the effort because we knew that it's important not for us to just get more tired or to get recognized but it's important for Baxley to see how people support each other and he doesn't fully understand it yet. He understands it probably deeper than I know. But to see the women's soccer team at Coastal Carolina really just rally around that. And then the following day, see all of our friends and family um, come out to, um, and colleagues and, and people that we didn't even know. And people that came that we didn't know were coming. Um, to see them come out and build him a playground over a few hours so that he can do his physical therapy and have a, a stronger mental sense of being a kid. Um, those two days were overwhelming, and I think that left us overwhelming in a great way, in a, in a very, very positive way. I think it left us in a place of uh, emotional exhaustion, but also recharged in the sense that community is everything, you know, and who you surround yourself with and how you, um, if you surround yourself with people who act like that, no matter what's, what you're, if you're battling cancer or not, if you surround yourself with people who are willing to help other people, it's going to make you a better person. And if you surround yourself with people who complain all the time or, or are only about themselves or only about money or whatever it is, none, and I'm not saying none of those, that's not necessarily a bad thing in moderation, but if that's all they're about, then you're probably going to have an uphill battle when it comes to being inspired or, or inspiring other people. And so I think actually seeing that level of community involvement will one day make sense to him and he'll be able to look with incredible gratitude and also, he'll be able to go out like Eric does with Rock Solid and like Coach Paul does with his team. Um, I know Coach Paul teaches them that it's, it's great to be uh, good at soccer, but it's even better to be great at human um, and, and to be a great human being. And if soccer has to suffer to be a great human being, then that's, uh, I believe he's prepared to, to teach that and coach that. Luckily, his group of, of women that he's got are, are just, uh, from where I sit, just the highest character, hardest working team uh, that I've seen. And they, they play with passion and they serve with passion and they show up with passion. 
and they really made my little boy's day. And he's talking about it still. He has the ball in his wagon. <laughs> and if you know about Vax, if this is not your first Hug Your People episode, you know how anything that goes in the wagon is of great value. And the ball has been in his wagon since he got it. <laughs> so um, so we, we just love and, and really give uh, incredible gratitude to our community that's helping us get through this. Okay, let's talk about something controversial. <laughs> it's not really that controversial, but at least for me it is. I'm going to take some credit here. Um, and I think it's important to take credit because I teach taking credit and I coach taking credit, but it's hard for me to, to do sometimes. <clears throat> so when we started sharing Baxley's story, that was a very, very hard decision. Very hard decision. And this made sense to me this weekend from a couple of experiences. The reason it was hard is because you don't want to, um, I didn't want to come out and Suzanne didn't want to come out and start telling Baxley's story with the expectation of gifts or any donations or anything like that. That wasn't why. When we really started looking at why we needed to share Baxley's story, um, it was, and I talk about this all the time, it was really twofold. It was one, so that we didn't feel like we were hiding and suppressing so that we could be open with people we care about. and communicate to people with people we care about but two because we wanted to empower other people going through it to share their stories and together if we all share our stories we can probably affect change we can probably affect legislation and and science and we can probably impact all those things so that was um my wife and i take credit for making that decision and some people have criticized about the the volume that i share our story you know my wife's a very private person and she has her own way of sharing it and impacting behind the scenes with mom's groups and family and friends and um, that way. And I'm very much in the public um, sector, the public eye, if you want to say it. But um, so that's my natural go-to is to um, share it to the world, not just a, a, a small population. And so there's a little bit of criticism that has come as whether we're commercializing it or, or monetizing it or um, using it to our advantage or whatever. And that's fair enough. You know, I, I can see that. What I take immense credit for is putting Baxley's story out there so that in 30 years, Baxley will be able to come back and look at it and have a very clear timeline of how dad felt, how mom felt, who was around him, what was going on, you know. And I look at social media a little, maybe a little differently than people, but I think it's a time capsule. I think it's going to be the way that you find your family lineage. Um, at some point, you know, and so that's why I always tell my clients and young people to be very careful what you put up because one day it'll be the way that your ancestors learn about you. It'll be the way that future generations learn about our um, cultural tendencies right now. What are we up to? What are we doing? How do we look? How do we dress? How do we talk? You know, and so when I look at taking credit for giving Baxley a very detailed timeline of his battle and his victory with cancer and how so many people sent him love and so many people showed up for him and um, the things mom and dad were doing and the things that his friends were doing and his extended family were doing. And I think that's just important for him. You know, I would want that one day. And that's this podcast is part of that. You know, the Hug Your People podcast, you know, it's first to serve me, but it's also to give Baxley a detailed glimpse at how dad felt while we were doing this, you know, and Bax, if you're listening to this and the year is 
2035 or whenever it is, I want you to know I love you. And I want you to know that this was hard, but we would not be doing it uh, any other way. Mom and dad got your back always. And I hope that you found everything beneficial that we're leaving behind, all the crumbs and the stories and the, the posts and the pictures. And I hope you're finding it beneficial and that you'll use it to serve uh, other people um, in your life. And um, man, that was, that was pretty heavy. I, don't, I didn't plan to do that, just talk to my son, my future son. That was pretty heavy. You're gonna have to think about that some more. I think getting over the, the fear of taking credit when you are doing something intentionally, something I've got to work on, you know. thinking that it'll be bragging or whatever, you know. Um, and I wish that you could spend a week with me and follow me and my wife around and hear every thought and feel every physical pain and, and feel every moment of anxiety. Uh, just so you know what it's like. Because it's really hard to describe that, you know, what a family with cancer is going through, you know, uh, other families that have it, they get it. And there's a certain amount of unspoken credit and blame that goes around the Ronald McDonald house and the oncology halls. But to explain what it's like to someone who's never been through it is one, I want less people to have to go through it. I don't want anybody to have to go through it, but to communicate it on a, on a real and deep level is there's just no way to describe it. Um, and I know that when we're on the back side of this, I'm going to be stronger than I've ever been. Baxley's going to be stronger than he's ever been. Suzanne, too. You know, and um, that's how you build muscle, emotional muscle. That's how you build the kind of muscle that allows you to take credit. And so the credit I'm taking now is I'm leaving Baxley a great story for him to reference so that he can then use it to help himself or to help other people. Um, he may need to reference it from time to time um, because we don't know what the future holds. This is not like we're done next July. This is part of our life forever. For the rest of our life, cancer is part of it. We have to be on guard for the rest of our life. You know, and not a lot of people 
know what that's like to face that kind of situation. And I'm glad of that. I'm very glad of that. I wish less people knew what it was like, but Susanna and I are going to take great credit today uh, for being strong enough to share Baxley's story, for being strong enough to show up every single day the way that we need to show up and for loving our son more than we love ourselves and for not giving up even when we have had it, even when it's too much, even when it's, you know, too hard and put everything that we have into making decision and to getting him the best treatment that he, that we, that we can that's available to us. So, um, that's me taking credit. I take responsibility for this podcast. I take responsibility for my social media. I take responsibility for having dinner for my, with my family. I take responsibility for being at every doctor's appointment. I take responsibility for um, crying sometimes. I take responsibility for it all. I take credit for everything that goes on. That doesn't mean everything's good. It just means I take credit for it. So look at your life. Take a little credit. It's not going to hurt you. There it is, 25 episodes, hug your people, and it's, uh, it's crazy the, the process that we go through and how much time has passed, but where it seems like no time has passed, and how it's old hat in a lot of ways, and it's still so fresh that it hurts some days, so, um, so goes life, but um, I hope everyone has a great day, I want you to take a little extra time today, 25 episodes into this, uh, I'm really getting sentimental about being intentional with our time and being intentional with our opportunities and I want you to take some time today and just really sit down with the people you love and just just give them a squeeze, give them a hug, tell them you appreciate them, look them in the eye, put your phone down, just be present with them for a little bit. This is Kevin, see you guys.